Welcome to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrude. All right. Well, Sean, how are you? Cool. How's it going? Welcome back. We're back. We're back, guys. End of the world. We're back for another episode of Parking Lot Drunk with Christian Senrude and Sean Burke. Society is crumbling. It's uh, it's happening. It was always in the back of our minds that we could be the generation to watch the end, and uh, we might we might be we might be the uh, the witness to it all. We shall see how this all plays out. But in the meantime, why not uh, get hammered and talk about funny stories and random things, you know? Yeah, what else are we going to do? I don't know. Sit on your hands and just wait for the uh, the flames to engulf you? Yeah. Well, Sean, uh, you're, I work from home, but you have been sent home for, to work, yes? But you're still employed? Yeah. Uh, as of right now, yes. It's been a week working from home, and it's been delightful. No morning commute. No, com- like small talk conversations of any kind. It's been phenomenal. Just uh, avoiding that altogether, and I feel like I've really streamlined my life. Where it's just get up, watch the computer, start my day. It's great. Uh, you can you can definitely definitely tell people that are not doing well with this because they're you just seeing them on social media and just you can see them kind of like in a little bit of a tailspin trying to figure out how to get attention or i don't know yeah like and i'm just like i'm this is fine this is my speed like i i deal with about five people day to day as it is so i'm just yeah i feel like it's just prepping for when i become an old hermit so i'm uh i'm on board with this i've noticed a lot of people i work with uh try to spice up the, the video conference calls and they just like to hold their dogs throughout the entire meeting the dogs that super uncomfortable <laughs> but uh whatever gets you through the trying time yeah i haven't had a d- we had our uh, like a work summit the week before this all hit the fan but um i haven't had to do any real work facetiming or zooming or whatever format or platform there is well uh you're all stocked up on toilet paper and mac and cheese did you do any prep buying did you uh did you run out and join the melee at costco or anything I tried to go to Ralph's last week, and there was probably 200 people in the parking lot waiting to get in at 7 o'clock in the morning. So I said, fuck this. Uh, I will figure it out later. And I've just been kind of dealing with that, not doing anything about it, not feeding into the panic. I've got Blue Apron coming, so all's well. Yeah, companies like that are quietly just like, fuck, we did it. (laughs) We're going to be fine. It's... uh, I kind of I kind of fed into the panic right away. I'm like, oh, what do I do if I don't have food? And I'm like, oh, my food's coming on Tuesday. Meh, panic over. Yeah, I have friends that went to like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, and there's nothing there, and they're just grabbing like random things that they don't even eat just to have it. And I'm like, yikes. I was at the position where I'm like, I'm not gonna panic. Like they'll restock. But then you like you do go to the grocery store and you see everybody else panic buying, or do you see an entire empty aisle and you're like, oh fuck, maybe I do need to prepare a little bit because we don't know how serious this is gonna be or like how long it'll last. So you want to have, you know, you don't want to starve or anything. But it's also like, and like they no one explained at the front of it, like, hey, restaurants will still, you can still get food. Postmates is still operating, like. I don't know. There's a, I've heard bitching where where it's just like 
if this is the way it is, like it's really good. Like this isn't the Great Depression where we're like all running around looking for tin cans so we can make ten cents to buy like dry beans, you know? Like some yeah. some stuff's a little harder to find, but overall, like c- calm down. This is gonna be okay. Or maybe not. I don't know. The only thing we've really stockpiled at this house, we have a lot of alcohol. Uh, my roommate, he has at least 150 beers available. Uh, Damn. Food-wise, not he's not as prepared, but alcohol-wise, he's on top of it. And just drink all that barley. Yep. And I got. I, I mean, I I'm not as stocked up as he, but I uh, I do have some wine, some tequila, which was on sale at Rite Aid. 16 bucks for a bottle of Casador is a screaming deal. How could you say no? I've been uh, being fed all these sponsored ads by all these booze delivery services with terrible names. Like one is called Saucy. One is called Drizzly. And uh, it's just DoorDash for alcohol. And they just bring it to you. And it's great. I did it uh, Friday. It's real easy to do. Real test in the infrastructure of this uh, gig economy. So I like the fact that uh, restaurants are allowed to serve liquor to go now. Oh damn, can be awesome. Yeah. So the highlight of this is hopefully we can all come come away from this with a society like New Orleans, where you can drink on the street and everything's fine because things could be worse. Yeah, uh, you hope. But then, like, I went down to the beach today. I walked uh, Echo down there, and we were just hanging out. It's pretty, you know, everybody's giving each other space. I'm pretty much, I got like a wide berth from anybody coming down, like jogging on the beach or anything. And a lifeguard still kicked me out. So I was like, all right, I mean, you're working. You got to do your job. However arbitrary and stupid it is. But it is, I mean, it is on me. I'm not at the dark dog park by any means, but it's also like, really? You're still, uh, you're a stickler. All right. Give it up for you. Yeah. The world is burning. (laughs) This isn't that big a deal. (laughs) Hmm. Integrity, integrity of the position, you know. Yeah, control what you can. You're all holed up. Have you really been going out at all? No, I've. Uh, at first, I was like, all right, just try to keep like a normal routine, and then I realized like I fall into. Uh, I'm just wearing sweatpants now. That's that's my <laughs> normal routine. I'm not worried about looking good for anybody or the bare minimum of a society what they they expect from you. So I'm just real comfortable and. Uh, kind of just hiding out it's great i'm at a point where i'm like i'm starting to feel guilty at what i do do because like i walk echo and i go i've been going taking her down to the beach and i'm like as people keep like sharing all these posts about stay away stay inside am i a problem is this not cool but it's also like like i'm fine with if that's like us all right we got to do that for a month like hey everybody we really need to just Stay inside. Don't fuck around. Only go out for absolute necessities. But then, like the yeah. the, the mayor or governor or whatever was like, "Oh, you can still go out and exercise. You can still walk your dog. Take a walk. Go enjoy nature." So I'm like, "Well, I feel like I'm in the ha- the safety zone, but it's also I don't know. We did go renegade golfing yeah. the other day, so that I, that probably is a little because the golf courses are closed, but you can just walk right on. So. And I'm paying a monthly yeah. membership, so I figure, you know, why not? I'm walking. What yeah. Are, what's the service? I paid, I paid for this. I carried my beer cans out, so I feel like I, you know, cleaned yeah. up my divots, repaired my, uh, <clears throat> the, what the fuck is it called? The puncture marks on the, I'm a very good golfer. I know oh, all the terms. Divot? Divot, yes. Yeah. 
you replace your divots. I'm just uh, assuming that I had terrible luck, so I'll be holed up for a week and then be like, oh, well, I'll go outside to get some fresh air, and then I'll walk outside and somebody will sneeze in my mouth. So <laughs> I'm just assuming that's going to happen. And I, I haven't really gotten sick of uh, streaming services yet, so I'm sure it's coming now. I mean, there's never been a better time to be alive if you're going to be quarantined indoors. Yeah. Whatever medium you can and conjure up like something for you. Every fucking streaming service, every podcast, music. All the porn you can explore. It's <laughs> just a, it's a grand time to be alive. Did you stock up at all with alcohol or you just, uh, oh shit. Yeah, I did this? that uh, drizzly thing. I just have uh, a couple of fifths of tequila and some uh, takeouts. But other than that, not a whole lot. I'm still in the middle of like trying not to panic by, but kind of in the back of my head of like, Maybe I'll just get this twice a week just to be safe. Casey brought over a little care package. She brought some eggs and avocados from the Grove. And Oh, uh, cool. Thanks, Casey. Hey, you're a little bit out of the way, man. They were coming to Long Beach anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, if you came oh, down, no like, maybe she could have dropped some off for you. Also, you don't... Never mind. Yeah. Also, she brought a Pliny. A couple weeks ago, we tried to go to like a barbecue place where they had like a they had a keg of it. And we got there... I, I got there an hour after they opened and they had already kicked the keg. So I was like, damn. Yeah. So for her to sh- her and Jordan to show up with just a bottle of it, it was pretty wild. And I'm like, where, what yeah. the, how'd you, how'd you manage that? And one of the grocery stores near them had just, they were just giving out cases, like not giving out, selling cases. They're like, fuck it. No one's panic buying like the, <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel probably that people that panic buy are drinking Bud Light. And like, this is all I need. We're in a marathon drink. We don't. We don't need the fancy stuff. Plenty of the elder. That's uh. I I like to think I'm a pretty accomplished drinker. I've put in my time. I've risen through the ranks, and that that's still a beer I've never had. It's just like a really smooth IPA. I'm not. I don't feel like I have a really great palate by any means. So I like most beers. I'm just like I don't get it. I don't like. We've we've had yeah. this discussion before with craft beer, where I'm just yeah. Not sold on it entirely. I respect the process. I respect the people that do it. But uh, just in terms of an art form, I think it might be lost on me. If I'm ever really wide awake and I'm like, hey, I need to fall asleep fast, give me your best microgroup. But um, other than that, I'll take cheap Mexican beer and be fine. Close the Mexican border. So I wonder if that's going to affect anything. Probably not because most of the imported Mexican beer, it's all American owned anyway. You're faring all right without your work happy hours? Uh, yeah. We've tried to do the virtual happy hour a few times, and it doesn't have the same effect because you're just sitting there staring at other people's faces while someone's kid in the background is screaming. So <laughs> yeah. it's just real weird. I think with smaller groups, like if you could figure out a way on Zoom to do it, I think it could be kind of cool just with people you haven't seen in a while. But a larger group, it's just like, so we're here, huh? All right, cool. Well, see ya. Yeah, it's just like, it's too much going on. Our friend tried to get one going. Well, she sent out a group text that was trying to get everybody interested, and I just immediately kind of poo-pooed myself out of the situation. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Sounds terrible. I don't want to be stuck, like, having to be near a computer for an extended period of time. I don't and, I mean, it's also a week into the situation, so give it some time. At the three-week month mark, I might be more willing, but... We are not even a full nine days into this thing, and everyone's like, I need to see people's faces right now. 
Yeah, that's the difference between like us and normal people, I guess. We're like just relishing the opportunity to not be around people, and then other people are just floundering, like freaking out, like I need, I need contact. I'm like, I don't need contact. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Heather came up with a pretty cool idea, I think, because <clears throat> she's got some. Like we both have friends that are bartenders, and she was just like, you know, they're gonna get hit real hard on this, and they're not making any money right now. So how, we could just. Uh, you know, you're going to post your photo of you taking a drink and you're quarantine drinking or whatever. So you just tag your favorite bartender and then Venmo them five bucks or whatever. Because it's the money you're not spending at the bar anyway. Give them a little bit. Yeah. Tag them. Tag the bar. Just be like, hey, guys, appreciate you. Miss you. Can't wait to be back. But it's a way to send some money back to the people that have taken care of us and made sure uh, we had Ubers and everything over the years. I didn't really tell my buddy what I was doing, so he just like got five bucks from me though. <laughs> as randomly. Like uh I think it was a mistake, but I'm not giving it back. Yeah, I like hashtag virtual bar crawl and I didn't really explain it, but whatever. If you're gonna get weird about me giving you five bucks, then uh I just won't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, bartenders for sure gonna get hard. All the craft beer places, just all it's they I don't I haven't even paid attention to what they're doing if they're trying to give out growlers or get pickups or something because they're definitely yeah. non, non-essential. I mean, I think a lot of it is. Uh, I think in the next couple of weeks that delivery shit is going to be way more widespread and way easier to do. So hopefully, in the meantime, they they won't be floundering too much, but. It's crazy how fast, like, the layoffs started. I had a friend who got laid off last Friday. <laughs> it's like the first day of the technical quarantine thing. He's like, well, that didn't take long. I'm like, Jesus. I didn't even give it, like, an hour to think about it. But it is pretty pretty sketchy to think of, like, what this is going to do to everything. But It's best not to think. It's best not to think long-term ever. So just don't. I don't have a lot of money saved. Like, when I did have a full-time job, I did pay into my 401k. And then once as soon as like the stock market crashed, I was just like, not looking, not looking. It doesn't matter. Either it'll bounce back or it won't, but fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember in 2008, like uh, when that shit crashed, my dad lost a lot of money because he worked his whole life and saved his whole life. And uh, he's still mad <laughs> as he should be. Yeah. Because then like they get, they get bailouts and, you know, the, the average person does not. So... Also, I don't know shit about uh, I don't know shit yeah. about economics. All I know is I I go to an office and then they give me money for it and then I spend that on things I like. So that's all you need to know. Basics. Well, for an update of my back neighbor, she's got she's called the uh, fire department for herself twice in the last week. She's been driven off with them both times in an ambulance. I don't know why they... Uh, so she's handling it well. <laughs> clearly. Uh, I overheard her interacting with the fire department the first night, and it was she had, like, choked on her own vomit. So she's... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Getting real John Bonham on this situation. Yeah, she aspired her vomit. <laughs> or aspirated. Whatever happened, she's the one that called and then was able to talk to them. And like I think at this point, the uh, 
Like, it's kind of fucking sad, but every time it happens now, we're just, like, in the front room, like, cracking jokes. Like, she came, like, kind of little toddler, da- like, running up to the ambulance the last time, and we were just like, ah, I want shotgun this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. She Maybe she's, that's just her version of uh, her Zoom call. She's like, ah, I'm kind of lonely. I'm going to call the hot dudes in the fire department. Yeah, they, they legally have to talk to me, so I'm going to call them. Uh, I haven't seen her since the, the second one, though, so she's probably fine. Yeah, she's, she's probably fine. I'm not going to go check and get sneezed in my face, though. So. Oh, she, yeah, she's trouble. I don't, I don't interact with her anymore. <clears throat> but our other neighbor, who has the arsenal upstairs, he brought over a crossbow just for, uh, for safety. <laughs> yeah, so we I have, mean, there's... Whenever you say they brought over a crossbow, it doesn't really merit a follow-up. It's just, yeah, I have a crossbow now. So Yeah, pretty much. He's just like, yeah, keep it here. Keep the front house of the, keep the front of the house uh, safe. Like, all right. So Drew took it yeah, out to the I side some, yard and shot an uh, emergency cone. I got some priors, so you hold on to this. Never hurts to have more fingerprints on a weapon, you know? Am I right? <laughs> Who's with me? I, I did go to try to buy uh, shotgun shells. So I was like, ah, I might as well just stock up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I might dip my toe into this panic pool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it never hurts to be safe, prepared. But uh, yeah. you can tell how, like, not well I'll do in an actual end-of-time situation because I was just like, this line's really long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there's a line, forget it. Oh, I'm not doing mm. I'm getting out of here. I don't need. I don't need yeah. that bad. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I was. I was like, I was just offended by how long the line was. And then I got. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking doing this. I, I will starve rather than standing in this line. Yeah. I, or just call takeout. Have you ever had another time where you've been sequestered somewhere and just had to like kill kill time drinking and just hope that shit worked out? Um, I mean, that's pretty much every weekend type of situation for me. So yes. But nothing like to this level where everyone's doing it. Yeah. I, I wish I could remember when I was a kid, I lived in American Samoa. And every year we'd have hurricane season, which is around Christmas. And uh, like school, would sh- everything shuts down. Like everybody boards up their windows. Uh, they just get ready. Power's off for like a month. I asked my mom, I'm like, do people fucking like raid the, the grocery stores and everything? Do they just come up completely ransack places? And she's like. Nah, like we knew it was coming up, so everybody just kind of like had canned goods and got what they needed around, and you know, people had generators, and it, it we were all prepared, but nobody, you know, no one was hoarding the way that they do here, which is ironic because there's a lot less resources on the island than there is out here. Yeah, I was I was trying to remember, like I I was too young to have it really on my radar, but I'm like, did they did they stockpile beer? I don't really remember any instances of my dad getting shit at face with the power out or anything. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that I took away from this situation is I thought, I'm like, I watch a lot of, like, doomsday-ish type of stuff, so I'm like, I could probably be pretty prepared for this. And then, like, two weeks ago, uh, a guy at work with was like, oh, man, I have to go to the grocery store tonight or I'm not going to get anything. And I'm like, okay, didn't think anything of it. And then I saw, like, the freaking out panic where everyone was taking everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I 
did not foresee this at all. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not going to make it in the apocalypse. Yeah, especially if not, if there's lines. Yeah, fuck that. I stand in line for enough stuff in Los Angeles. I'm not doing it for groceries. There's a line on the highway just to get to work. I'm not getting in the line in the fucking grocery store. How's the, how are your uh, parents dealing with this? So far, they're fine. My mom kind of buys. She's came from a big family, so she kind of shops for a big family no matter what. Uh, either subconsciously or otherwise, but I haven't, uh, yeah. you know, toilet paper is hard to come by out there, but um, haven't really heard any complaints. They, they're they still going to stores and everything, and I was going to go home and visit them, but, like, they're in their seven. My dad's turning 70 this year, and I don't want to go expose them to anything. I was, we were yeah. going to go, I was going to go home, and we were going to go up and see my grandma, but she's under lockdown at the retirement home so not even possible yeah my my parents are uh in south carolina right now on their vacation and they seem pretty nonchalant about it i'm like hey are you guys uh you guys like avoiding public and locked in and they're like no we're going golfing and we're going to this bar and we're doing this thing and i'm like yeah probably probably shouldn't do that and they're like yeah we'll be fine i'm like all right you know more than i do but um yeah just Try to wash your hands. <laughs> wash your filthy hands. Wash your fucking hands. I le- love the panic about this whole situation. Like hand soap and hand sanitizer was the f- one of the first things, aside from toilet paper, that people couldn't find. Hand soap. Like everybody's, I can't find hand soap anywhere. Meanwhile, there's just bars and bars of soap on every aisle. You go to the dollar store, they're fucking giving it away. I'm like, you guys can wash your hands with a bar of soap. It's okay. Yeah. Like, no, I, I like just hitting the button and then having it come into my hand. I like that. It just yeah, I work with a girl who's like, oh, my God, I can't find hand sanitizer. I'm like, can you find soap? She's like, oh, I haven't even looked. And I'm like, <laughs> well, hand sanitizer is just what you do when you're too lazy to wash your hands. So... Just wash your hands. Yeah, if your hand's covered in fucking dirt and mud, the hand sanitizer's not going to do shit. So I put some yeah. antibacterial shit all over the dirt. Gonna spread it around. Nice little paste. <laughs> all right, say so you had a uh, you ransack a Costco. It's fully stocked. What's the first five things you grab? A couple handles of tequila. Mm-hmm. That's a necessity. Probably as much soup and canned goods. I can find and uh, probably like uh, like Cliff Bars and high protein stuff like that. Smart shelf that's stable. The one thing, that's the one thing I could find at Rite Aid was no one touched like the kind bars, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, these are all coming with me in case uh, shit goes down. But other than that, what about you? Um, some purple jeans. Oh yeah, definitely some sweatsuits. I might have, grab enough to start my own cult. Uh, go Heaven's Gate on it. Yeah. Try to make some money during this whole thing. Take advantage. Pl- pilfer plunder. Uh, definitely toilet paper. Because, if I mean, if it's right there, why not grab some and then share the wealth or make a couple bucks? Um, definitely rice and beans and some canned goods. What, uh, quinoa. Uh, you know... <laughs> Go get a nice couch. Just get a brand new couch. Yeah. I uh, I got mildly caught up in the panic buying last weekend. And on Amazon, I was like, 
all right, I'm just going to get unchips. Just, uh, I'm going to, the first thing is unchips I see. I'm just going to get just to have, I didn't realize it was a 40 pack. Um, and now I have 40 tiny little bags of sun chips all over my house because I don't have room to put them any place. So if you want some harvest cheddar <laughs> sun chips, let me know. Just spend a whole $8 on them. It would be fun to go into like a, a bartering and trade system once this, if the shit gets real bad. Yeah. It's going to be like fucking Thunderdome. No, Coors Lights are readily available. We, they're not worth anything. I have a case of Modelo's I am King. I did build, I did add to my garden though, so hopefully I can keep that going. Uh, last year I did I put like a hundred bucks into starting a garden, and I was like, I need to get a hundred dollars worth of vegetables out of this. And the only thing that I really yielded was a bunch of jalapeno peppers. But I I probably made at least twenty five bucks back on the jalapenos because I do enjoy a pepper from time to time. There you go. Good in cocktails. Good sautéed. Added the stuff. Versatile little guy. Versatile little boy. Yeah. Something's been chewing up a... We have an avocado tree, but it's not what I would describe as edible avocados. But uh, something's been nibbling on it back on the side yard. Got to make sure they don't nibble on my shit or something. I'm going to kill some I mean, cats. You should probably set a trap because that could be your food source too. Yeah, that's a, that is true. That's what, I was talking to my brother, and he's... He's kind of panicking. He's like, I mean, I can, I can go hunt a deer. Like, I'll, I'll do that rather than standing in line at like a grocery store. And I'm like, damn, he's, he's on the verge of really doing the hermit thing. I'm just gonna go live off the land. Uh, I'm fine with it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, we can't really do that here. You can forage to a degree, but there's just so many fucking people here. Like, you can urban yeah. forage. Like, so there's so many fruit trees and everything around here that, like, oh yeah. Uh, What's been cool is, like, on Nextdoor, people have just been saying, like, hey, we have a grapefruit tree. There's a bunch here. Just be, you know, respectful. Don't take more than you need. But they're here. And, like, other other neighbors do the same thing with lemons. And I haven't seen the oranges, but I feel like if you were polite, you could work out a system where it's like, hey, what's up? I'm trying to fight some scurvy. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, orange, orange and lime trees near me where... I can just wait until it gets dark and go take half the tree, but... But you can only eat so many oranges. That's true. I follow... Speaking of hunting, uh, I follow that meat eater dude, Stephen Ranella, and he does not seem to be taking this <laughs> at all. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be fine. But that dude, like, can hunt and fish and do everything and knows how to cook it all, so he's going to be... like, he, I think he came out with a cookbook where they cook everything from, like, fucking squirrels to pigeons to you know, deer and elk and all of it, but he's not yeah. fretting at all. He's a Michigander. I feel like most of, like, Montana and Wyoming are like, this is not a big deal. Montana yeah. probably has a population that's less of Los Angeles, so. <clears throat> and it's like a gigantic, spread-out state. Yeah, they're built on social distancing. Yeah, and they're all... Norwegian descendants, basically. So they're, I, that's the first thing I was thinking of with this social distancing thing. I'm like, Norway's going to be fine. They already do this. They always give you a four foot, six foot birth anyway. Don't make small talk. They're going to be just yeah. fine. I follow this, like, uh, it's a th- company that just sells things so you can reduce your, your footprint, basically. It's like reusable things rather than the single use plastic. 
So your own yeah. to-go containers and straw, your stainless steel straws and shit like that. And they uh, promoted some activist guy who seems like seems very well intentioned, but seems a bit kooky. And he, one of his most yeah. recent posts was a uh, him harvesting roadkill. He's <laughs> like, I've never done this before, but you know, if we really want to take it to commit if you really want to fully commit then this is something that you might need to want to consider i was just like that's i mean i'd rather you somebody eat it than it just spoiling on the side of the road drawing other animals near to get fucking hit by a car too but i was just like that is that is dedicated sir good for you i feel like a lot of people are probably using this as an opportunity to try to get their own Discovery Channel show. Uh, oh, I'm on board. Just because I feel like that's right in the, re- the wheelhouse. Yeah, Apocalypse Kitchen, End of the World. I mean, the content, if everybody's stuck in door- doors, you're just going to need all sorts of new shows and content. and It's got to be uh, yeah. relevant to the uh, contemporary tastes and pace of life. So let's get on board, Sean. We should start uh, storyboarding some ideas. Shit. I'm not, I'm out here. Take that crossbow and head out to Riverside and try to get some things. <laughs> Real Housewives of Orange County, Orange Grove. Yeah, this is upsetting because now The Bachelor's not even on. So, hey, like we that, all have to make sacrifices. That's the type end of the, that's the type of end of the world programming that we need at a time like this. Yeah. Also, oh, and you could introduce the virus to the the fucking the cast. <laughs> and you have to figure out who has it and oh. what everyone doesn't know is someone is positive with COVID-19 stay tuned it could be on during sweeps oh, this is this is gold I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to the people at ABC I think that's a solid move I restocked my weed supply too just uh just in case but the preventative measure by the the ease delivery driver was uh really reassuring she had a full n95 face mask rubber gloves and what i'm assuming were like protective shop class glasses taking it real serious it's one of those things that like is it too serious or are you actually really smart and time will tell but at the moment it seems a bit much i have debated going out and getting a gimp mask and wearing it around and just pretending that that's my safety measure (laughs) it's like no this is just This is my this is my SARS mask. I'm uh I'm dealing with the outbreak and this is how it looks. So deal with it. Yeah, I'm looking back on the uh, the time that I got real drunk and watched The Walking Dead and Blackout bought a bunch of survival gear as a as a pretty solid move right now. Yeah, you got it on tap. Don't have to worry about shit. I have, I have a baseball bat and a machete. So worst comes to worst, I at least have some sort of protection from yeah. the mob. I was thinking about that uh, the other night, like if roving bandits, groups of bandits come through El Segundo, I'm definitely going to die immediately. There's no way I'm going to be able to defend anything I have. I mean, you're charming good looks. You're disarming personality. That's true. I will just knock them off guard with uh, my self-deprecating humor, and then uh, I'll be like, ah, we can leave this guy. You could be like the Pat. just got a bunch of sun chips and a fucking mask. Come on, guys. Let's play Call of Duty. Just talk this out. Yeah, let's settle this in the Call of Duty battlefield. Do you need somebody to cook Blue Apron recipes? Because I have an entire fucking 
catalog. I got fucking binders of them, bud. Do they send binders or did you get binders? Technically, I found them at work. So <laughs> I've been using Found. <laughs> yeah, they weren't being used, but I have three binders. How often do you go back and cook something that you used to, that you've made before? Uh, it's usually like every single time they mess up an order or something like that. If everything's not good and I can't use it, I'll just go through the list. And luckily, I already kind of have everything. But yeah, it's usually when they mess up, I go back. So it's probably like twice a month. Not enough to warrant three binders taking up space in my kitchen. But yeah, but who knows? That's probably the size of a normal, like a fat cookbook. Like I have this vegetarian cookbook and it's like, I don't know, probably five, six inches thick. And I haven't used that in a couple years. So it's like who I just look things up on the Internet and then just fuck around on my phone. It might be more direct to go to the cookbook, though, and then you don't have that fucking wall of text in front of what you actually need. And you're like, I don't give a fuck about you, your childhood memory of this meal. I don't care about your warm, cozy winter morning that you woke up with a craving for this. Like, just give me the recipe. Give me the ingredients. Tell me how to make it. That's the thing going going back through them. I'm looking through and I'm like, oh yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that great. I, I remember this, not that great, but there's a few in there that I'm like, oh shit, that was amazing. But then you have to go find Harissa paste, which is that the ingredients are always kind of off the wall, so finding them is a little difficult. But yeah, I've been I've run into that for a couple things just on my own. For some reason, I decided to make kimchi and caraway seeds are an ingredient. I'm like, I don't even fucking know what that is, let alone where to find it. So it was not at Target, put it that way. The smallest amount of rice vinegar that I was able to find was like 17 ounces. So I have a jug of rice vinegar that I use maybe a teaspoon of. But I guess that's why Blue Apron exists. They're not going to go out of business. Or I mean, now that when you need rice vinegar, you got rice vinegar. That's true. Maybe you can For ferment making all that. Make sake. All that sake. There you go. Well, we got anything else you want to chat about? God damn it. Uh, not really. I mean, like, this is kind of the first step of figuring out how these, this quarantine type of thing works. So, it's a good first step. Yeah, maybe we'll turn into a prepper podcast. After the fact yeah. prepper. Postpartum prep. Yeah. Last second panic prepping. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to end on a, a, a upbeat, but we're kind of dragging our ass into the end of this here. Yeah. I feel like this is just a good recap to uh, what's happening with the end of the world. And, uh, you know, you'll get that A-plus content later. Yeah, there you go. Well, we've been parking lot drunk. I hope you're uh, living well and staying isolated. Just wash your hands, people. That's, that's it. Words to live by, guys. We'll catch you next time. that I